powered through the Alaska Airline Studios. This is Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports. Streaming through the Seattle Sports app. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Here we go now. All right, you guys, I almost said happy Monday because it's my Monday. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. Happy Wednesday to everyone. Potentially a new head coach hired here in Seattle soon. We'll see when we hear of that news. Before we get to it, did you guys miss me? I'm ready for all my compliments about how hard it was without me here. <laughs> what? Well, I don't know how we survived. Oh, oh you guys. Man. How do we get oh. through it? It was crazy. Oh. Never leave again, Stacey, oh, ever. Okay, that I do actually believe it from Matt. Matt, I do think that was sincere. <laughs> Mine was sincere. Please don't leave me alone with him again. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back, and I'm happy to be back on a day when, like, knock on wood in a good way we might have breaking news mike mcdonald defensive coordinator for the ravens is in town today for a second interview and guys i don't know if he's leaving is he here to stay you guys have had two days to talk about the head coaching search including looking at other candidates uh mike kafka oc for the giants dan quinn obviously who's had several interviews with the commanders we'll see what they do Ben Johnson, before he announced in a surprise that he was going to return to Detroit, not actually leaving. Um, how excited are you to, A, finally be done talking about the head coaching search, should we get that news today, uh, and B, have it potentially be Mike McDonald? I'm extremely excited because I'm tired of talking about it. I mean, I am and I'm not, right? It's fun to talk about the possibilities and the scenarios and what each team looks like with that head coach and kind of speculate. But at some point, you're kind of like, okay, lead. Where's the leader? What direction is this? this offense going, this defense going, this organization. I'm ready, and I'm ready to get to know this guy on a deeper mm-hmm. level, too. I would assume um, once he does get the job, he'll have his press conference a day or two afterwards, and um, we get more insight, Then we talk to the people we know over there with the Seahawks and uh, and get to know the guy. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. The speed dating yep. is getting old, and, yeah. and I'm ready to settle down. I think we will settle down uh, with a new head coach, and I'll say this, uh, 425 pointing it out. I'm not coming into work unless there's going to be breaking news, Okay. I don't get out of bed for See, less than I one breaking news that, story. But then you guys were like, Curtis, you have to be working yeah. when this news hits. And, and that's, I'm like, okay, and that's wow. fair. And that is fair. Um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, I was going to call in uh, and I was going to say, hey, I'm just not feeling radio today. Uh, and then I saw uh, that Mike McDonald was here for a second interview, here now potentially, um, and and thought, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're hearing rumblings that this could be it. And you guys know there's nothing I love more than breaking news and hearing my own voice on a promo. I can't miss this opportunity. This is what I was made for, okay? I was made for this. We did the Carol show, or excuse me, we did the Carol news right here on Bump and Stacy. We had uh, a ton of breaking uh, Mariners news right here on Bump and Stacy, okay? This is the home for breaking Seattle sports news. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think that that's fair. Would you guys not agree? I mean, cut the promo now, yeah. whoever is in charge of this. That's <laughs> what we've been saying. Charge. We've been saying. <laughs> Where's Darren at? Darren, get Darren. ready. Wake up. Darren. Now you have a, a newborn over there. Wake up. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah, get ready for it. This is the promo. Home for breaking news, apparently, the Bump and Stacy show. Um, let's, uh, let's go over some of what uh, everyone has told us they love about Mike McDonald before uh, we potentially get the news. And again... There is another candidate that remains a wild card. Hang on. Hang tight. We're getting to that at 1030. Uh, Let's just talk right now about Mike McDonald. Mina Kimes on NFL Live had plenty to love about McDonald. What's really impressed me is there's so many players on this defense, Marcus, who had career years 
veterans, guys like Jadavian Clowney, who I think had his best year in the NFL this season with Mike McDonald, the way that they deployed him. Um, Michael Pierce, Kyle Van Noy joining midseason. All of these players played their best football. And to me, when there's so many things we look for in a head coach, but the number one is someone who gets the most out of their players. And he clearly did that in Baltimore. I do like this take from Mina Bump because we've always heard that Mike McDonald, hey, he's a great X's and O's guys. And then we simultaneously hear, hey, that's not even like a top five most important thing from a head coach. So this is another twist on that. Hey, he's great with X's and O's and great with getting a lot out of these players. But it's because he can tap into special things that they do. I've coached football for 14 years. I've never lost on paper. I've never lost a game when I'm drawn up how we are going to attack a team. And most or all of these NFL coaches have never lost a game when they talk about how they're going to attack a team, except Munkin. That was ridiculous. I don't know why you made Lamar throw the ball that many times. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that was no, weird. X's and O's are good. Man, all these guys are good in the league in X's and O's. Like People make football such a complicated sport, which it is in some ways. You have all these moving pieces and different uh, body types and different responsibilities. But when it comes down to it, defensively, it's about uh, having gap integrity, setting the edge, not letting anyone get behind you, tackling the ball carrier, creating turnovers. That's football in a nutshell right there. Now there's a whole bunch of intricacies that, that happen throughout that. So, um, so yeah, X and O's, okay. He knows what he's doing or he wouldn't be in the position that mm-hmm. he's in. Now it's about getting your players to execute. Mina brings up a good point. You got Jadavian Clowney to play his best season yep. in year nine. I don't know if it was just because his body felt good. I'm sure that obviously plays a part. But um, his responsibilities were clear cut. Um, he felt comfortable out there. He could be himself. There are a lot of things that factor into that. But the most important thing is getting your guys to do what you want them to do. And that's something that we felt like we struggled to see here in Seattle. Now, one of the most important things you're going to need from a head coach here in Seattle is someone who can figure out how to beat the rest of the NFC West. Arizona, yeah, they're fine. I mean, sometimes they'll get the better of you. It's, you know, you have some weird luck playing in that stadium, weird bad luck that is. Uh, What you're really worried about, though, is how unpredictably good the Rams can be at times. Uh, And importantly, how dominant the 49ers are right now, which is why I especially loved this from Greg Rosenthal. I love the idea of Mike McDonald, the, the Ravens defensive coordinator. I was just watching their defense this morning, and he's just done such a good job against that coaching tree. To me, Mike McDonald has shown this year, he feels like the, the Shanahan tree killer. Like, he's done so great against those offenses that, to me, he'd be a fun choice. The Shanahan coaching tree killer? Yeah, that's a one way to sell me on this one. I'm, I'm Sign me up for that. Yeah, we've uh, we visited that before, right? Shanahan like tree killer. That's a that's a thick tree. That is a tree that has been in the redwood forest for thousands of years. <laughs> it seems like um, because you know once once a coach has developed a system that works, obviously all of his um his uh, his guys beneath him are going to go places and make things work. And what do we have in this division? We got this Shanahan. We got Kyle Shanahan himself. Him and his daddy. You know what? I, I was listening to um. I think it's uh, uh, Harry and Freddie or something like that on the way um, home yesterday. And they brought out a good point, man. Kyle Shanahan, excuse me, uh, Pop Shanahan, mm-hmm. Big Shanahan, had, uh, um, Ed, uh, sorry, how am I struggling right now? McCaffrey's dad on that Super Bowl team with the Broncos. So now little Shanahan has got little McCaffrey over there with him. How crazy would that be, man, yeah. to have that generation uh, influence the NFL once again, spread all the knowledge, and then win another Super Bowl? Man, I thought that was interesting. 
this is another thing I think is interesting, and I want to hear your insight as someone who has not only been a head coach but has worked with many coaches, and you've seen different kinds of guys succeed or fail. I did not know this about Mike McDonald uh, until I heard this interview with Jameson Hensley, an ESPN Ravens reporter. He's kind of an introvert. The one thing I can guarantee is that Mike McDonald will not be taking his shirt off in front of DK Metcalf <laughs> at any time either. So he's, he does not have that kind of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, he is he talk, he he even describes himself as and a lot of his family members describe him as an introvert, and he is not a guy that I think really excels or feels very comfortable uh, in in large group settings addressing. Uh, but he is smart and he knows how to you know get the best out of players and he can relate to players one on one. Can that personality work as a head coach? Yeah, it can work. Um, yesterday. Uh, I think a couple of days ago, Monday, we talked about this and my mom texted me mm-hmm. and she's an introvert um, and she described what introverts are. It's like you won't even know that they're introverts when they're out in public because they do a good job putting on a show. It's in other places. And then I got my guy, Paul Moyer, text me. He goes, I'm an introvert. I look at Paul Moyer. I go, you ain't no dang introvert. I'm an introvert. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm looking at Paul and I go, then he starts describing it. I go, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I think when people think of an introvert, they think of somebody who is incapable of talking to people, incapable yes. of holding conversations and leading groups. That's not it. I don't care if you're an introvert, an extrovert, uh, whatever vert you are, Uzi vert, it don't matter. All right? <laughs> I want you to be able just to lead a team in these meetings. Okay, and to get them to execute your game plan and to hire guys under you who will support everything that you say and that you do. That's what I want to see. He can be a mute on the sideline. He can be emotionless. I don't care. It's about your guys believing in your scheme and going out and executing. That's all I want. In Michigan, he got it done. Mm -hmm. And with the Baltimore Ravens, he got it done. I think it's a fair question to wonder, can someone with limited experience, can someone who's that young, he'd be the youngest head coach in the NFL, I believe. Obviously, you've got Gerard Mayo and uh, Sean McVay, who are also about 36, 37, but I think he'd be the youngest. Um, c- you know, can you have that lack of experience? Can you um, have that lack of networking? Can you be that introverted? These are all completely fair questions. Um, he's also done so much good with Baltimore, did so much good with Michigan, that to me, the temptation is so much more overwhelming than are the fears and questions. Yeah, Um and yeah, personnel. We got to point that out. Personnel with Michigan, best programs in the country. Personnel with Baltimore. But that doesn't mean it's an automatic. It doesn't mean just because you have the guys on paper that you're going to go out and do a thing, man. I, um, and we keep hearing about this. Uh, we want fresh eyes in here, right? 36 years old. He's born in 1987. Mm-hmm. All right, fresher eyes than me. Uh, I believe Pete Carroll was born in 1951. All right, you're going to get your fresh eyes when you talk <laughs> about this guy, okay? Man. You're going to get new ideas. You're going to get new ways of saying the same thing. You ever play that game telephone when you're a kid, Mm -hmm. right? You pass a message. By the time it gets to you, that message is jacked up, right? Now, you're going to get a new message, but it's all about getting the guys in that telephone line that you're passing along to make sure the message isn't as jacked up when it gets back to you because there's going to be variances, right? There's going to be differences in the way that guys communicate things. But when it's all said and done, if you got the A-gap, you got the A-gap. If you attack this puller with your inside shoulder, you attack it with your inside shoulder. If you're supposed to stay over the top, you stay over the top. So with those fresh eyes comes a fresh message, which I think will lock in these guys a bit more. Now, I, again, I'm sure that you and Curtis talked about this on Monday or Tuesday, but I have yet to hear uh, your reactions to it. So my question is, 
with so we've always talked about with a head coach, he doesn't bring his team. So, you know, uh, congratulations. You know, if you uh, oversaw the San Francisco 49ers defense, you aren't bringing Nick Bosa with you. Congratulations. If you coached up Patrick Mahomes, you're not bringing him with you. So just something to keep in mind, right? He's not bringing the guys on this Baltimore defense with him. Can you see um, skills that are translatable to a completely new defense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's um, essentially it's the same defense as far as front. You're running a three four. Um, you rely on your safety to um, to cover these tight ends. I mentioned the other day that Hamilton gave up his first touchdown of the year against a tight end when Travis Kelsey scored that touchdown. You need uh, great defensive line play. I think the interior line played well, especially towards the end of the season for the Seahawks. The main thing is that you got to find a Patrick Queen and you got to find a Roquan Smith, and that's going to be tough to do. You have Bobby Wagner, you got Jordan Brooks and uh, Devin Bush. I believe Devin Bush and Jordan are free agents. You got to figure that out. So is Bobby. He signed a one-year deal. If there's anything, I look at this defense and go, you got to find your guys for that spot right now. It's that linebacker crew. I understand the defensive line. I think Boye is going to get better. He's gotten better nine sacks this year. Chidin Wosu is going to get better once he's healthy. He's going to come back. But it's that second level where I'm looking at and saying, if there's any spot that you have to attack right now, especially with that number 16 pick, which has been my theory all along, Mm -hmm. is you got to go get some LBs to run your defense. A bigger picture as we kind of wrap this up in the final minute before headline rewrites is exactly what we talked about or rather joked about at the start, uh, but are indeed very serious about. I'm ready for this to be done. Like I am. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm, I'm really ready for this to be done. And uh, potentially it is because we do have some breaking news. I'm so ready for this moment. I'm so ready for this moment. Okay. Breaking news. The Seattle Seahawks have a new head coach. Let's go, Mike. The Seahawks are expected to hire Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their new head coach. League sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter. Schefter says they're still finalizing the deal, but Seattle has its man. Also worth noting, as we mentioned, at 36 years old, Mike McDonald now becomes the NFL's youngest head coach. From the oldest head coach to the youngest. Uh, Let's go ahead and scrap headline rewrites. Just react to this news. You guys, I'm telling you what, I'm so happy it happened early exactly as I was telling you that I'm ready for this story to be over. It is. We finally have a new head coach in Seattle. Mike McDonald, Ravens defensive coordinator hired as head coach for the Seattle Seahawks. Text in your reactions. Do you love the hire? 866-979-3776. Mac Jack's text line 866-979-3776. Breaking news. Mike McDonald hired as new head coach. Bump, you're not surprised at all. No, not at all. Yeah. I think um, we expected this yesterday. Uh, Curtis and I narrowed it down as you would have if you were here as well, right? Once Ben Johnson is gone, it's like, all right, it's Dan Quinn or it's Mike McDonald. Um, people mentioned Evro as well in the mix. I'm like, ah, or Kafka. And mm-hmm. like, look, those are possibilities. Mm-hmm. And I think those are like plans B, C, and D. But uh, this is the direction that we wanted them to go. We wanted a defensive guy, get that defense right. We wanted uh, some fresh eyes, 36 years old, born in 87. You got that. And um, I like that he has some college experience recently, too. Mm-hmm. So that means mm-hmm. he knows what this younger generation is about, right? He's more uh, connected to them. I'm not saying Pete wasn't, but obviously he's not going to be as connected as a 36-year-old who was just in the college game. So just like Pete was when uh, when he entered the NFL, you're fresh off of college, a successful college run. Now, uh, McDonald was only there one for one year, but had success. So, no, I like it, man. You know what the college game is like? You, um, you've you had success at the NFL level, and uh, you have some pieces to work with over here in Seattle. 
Let's go to the Mac and Jack's text line for some reaction from the 425. In John, we trust. Go Hawks. From the 315, got him. From I, I hope you meant it like that, 315. That's how I'm reading it. From the 206, I'm hyped. I'm glad it's somebody new. Uh, from the 360, heck yes. I did a radio edit for you. I'm ready to go back to the old defense. Legion of Boom, come on, baby. Let's do this. Now, I'm going to pause on this one, Bump, because let's talk about expectations. My expectations are not that Mike McDonald, who had a fantastic defense with Baltimore this year, really impressive, a big part of what got him hired, is going to come in and give Seattle the Legion of Boom. Talk about your expectations defensively for a guy who had the league's best defense in Baltimore this year. Well, you're not going to have the best defense in the NFL this year. That's that's one thing. Um, people be excited. I'm glad you're excited. You're supposed to be excited. But you're not going to have the best defense in the league. This is all I'm looking for. I'm looking for improvement, right? We're talking about this defense overall was around 27 when it came to uh Yards given up. This defense overall, round 15, 16 when it comes to passing. This defense overall was at the bottom of the bottom around, what, 29, 30 when it came to uh, defending the run. And then when it comes to giving up points, this team was also around 26 to 25, giving up 23.6 points per game. All we're looking for is improvement. If you improve by four to five slots on each one of those categories that I just mentioned, you're going to win 10 games, 11 games with this team. Mm -hmm. Now you got to bring an offensive coordinator. That's the next big move we want to see. We assume, obviously, McDonald's going to be the defensive coordinator. But I'm looking for steps in the right direction. Like I said, you improve just a little bit in those categories. This team is in the playoffs next year. Now, um, we are going to talk about the youth movement aspect of it coming up a bit later in the show. Linda, our, one of our listeners, says McDonald is my son's age with kind of like a cringy emoji. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's really weird going from the oldest head coach in the NFL to going to who is now the youngest, just 36 years old, right? Remember when the Rams were going through this out in, you know, then St. Louis, now L.A., going, oh, my God, can a 30-year-old get this done? Now, Mike McDonald, six years older than Sean McVay was at the time, but this is a huge shift for Seattle. First, though, let's talk about building out a staff very quickly here. His youth does make me wonder how easy it'll be or how difficult it'll be, Bum, for him to start building up the staff, especially coming from a team that has its eyes set on getting back to the AFC Championship game. How many guys are actually leaving that Baltimore team to follow him here? Uh, not many. Yeah. I wouldn't expect many, but I, I wouldn't just rely on Baltimore more now we, we look at McDonald and, and where he's been in his career and obviously he's young he hasn't been been around the block too many times right uh, but he has been with the Ravens since 2014 he started as a coaching intern and he's been there all the way up until 2021 where he left to go to Michigan and obviously uh, the last two seasons here with Baltimore you look at that and you go, he hasn't been too many places, but the way coaching works, there are guys passing through in and out. You're going uh, to uh, to your, your retreats. You're linking up with other mm -hmm, guys. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's just been locked in an office in Baltimore and hasn't been um, having conversations and, and talking about ideas with other coaches. So we'll see. Obviously, he's going to lean on some of these veteran coaches, I believe, and I think that he should lean on some veteran coaches to help kind of uh, fill the void in some of these spots when it comes to um, – building his coaching staff, but uh, but no. Obviously, he hasn't been around as long as these other guys, but he has relationships. And I think that just the way he looked at this as an opportunity to kind of not rebuild a team, but take a team to the next level, mm -hmm. there are other coaches who aren't who weren't enough for coordinators or head coaches who are looking at Seattle and saying, I can work with DK. Yeah. I can work with Ken Walker. Yeah. You know what? I can, I can work with uh, Devin Witherspoon. This mm -hmm. is a, an attractive spot. So he'll rely on relationships, but – He'll also rely on these pieces that are already here to entice these guys to come over. Now, put yourself, I don't want you to predict what Mike will do. 
Think of what a different Mike will do, that being you. You are a 36-year-old head coach who's been hired to your first ever head coaching position. You're going to Seattle. You are a defensive guy, okay? There is a desperate need for you to improve the defense. However, the offense is a strength of the team. Do you hand the reins over to your OC? Or as a first-time head coach, do you want your hands in everything? No, you got to – your hands have to be in everything. Not That doesn't mean that you are um, – you're leading the offensive meetings or you're interrupting your coaches when they're speaking. Behind the scenes, when you're in that coaching room with all your guys, that's where your hands are all over everything. The worst thing he can do is to hire a guy that he has to micromanage because yeah. then when he's not in that room, when these guys are listening to this offensive coordinator speak, they're like, he's not in charge of this deal. It's really whatever Mike says. So, um, so no, his hands have to be all over it behind the scenes. But publicly, the coaching staff has to look like a united front. And if the OC is the OC, you let him do that and you let him be perceived as that. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's yes and no. Hands all over, but hands off when your OC is speaking and he's in front of the team. Let's go back and listen to what some experts had to say about the Seahawks' new head coach. Mark Schlereth on with Wyman and Bob said this. I think one of the things they've done a good job of is, is under Mike McDonald, uh, attacking your protections. You know, anytime you walk up as a linebacker and you get in an A-gap, there's a, a weakness that gets stressed. If we pick you up, there's a hole behind you that we can throw it into, right? And so if we just run a slant there and we get that inside release, like, you guys are screwed. We're going to get 12 yards on that. Like, that's – and it's easy, right? That's like steel. They have the ability to walk up, make you go man, make you like, declare man. So now all of a sudden my slides are gone. And now to bring edge pressure and those two guys can fly out of there – and still cover the slant. Sure seems like the Seahawks got a really innovative mind. Yeah. It's um when when you're coaching up a defense, you have to give them keys and rules, right? Here's your key, here's your rule. Against this formation, and we're in this um this coverage or this blitz package, this down the distance, here's your key, here's your rule. It has to be clearly communicated. Mm-hmm. And you listen to Schlereth speak, and that's what it sounds like, is that his guys know exactly how to respond to stuff, and they're prepared for it. You look at that Ravens defense against the um, the Kansas City Chiefs, they were prepared. Pat Mahomes has made a few more plays. He made some Pat Mahomes type of plays. You look at that offense, that offense was not prepared. So the fact that this is the defense that held – the greatest quarterback in the game right now to 17 points, right? In the yep. biggest game of his life, lets me know that at 36 years old, he was not overwhelmed. The message was communicated clearly, and his guys were prepared for the moment. That's all I'm looking for. Too many times I watched the Seahawks defense, and I felt as if they weren't prepared or their keys and their rules were not clear. What did I say? What did I say? I said, Bump and Stacy is your home for breaking news. <laughs> Did I not? Did I not say that? That's exactly what this is. Breaking the Russell Wilson trade, breaking the <laughs> Pete Carroll news, and now breaking the news that the Seahawks reportedly have a new head coach. Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald becomes the youngest head coach in the NFL at just 36 years old, going to take over for a Seahawks team that moved on from Pete Carroll, their first new head coach in 14 years. All right, you're listening to Bump and Stacy, home of breaking news on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Next up, what do you do at quarterback? That's your next decision. Do Mike McDonald's college connections tell us what the team could do at pick number 16? Don't go anywhere. 
Bump and Stacy. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Rost. Oh man, it's never enough in the NFL, right? You make one decision and guess what? You got more decisions to make. And we are always hungry for more NFL news. So we're already looking at the next decision the Seahawks are going to have to make. And Bump, it's really obvious. Quarterback. What do you do at quarterback? So something worth considering here. Mike McDonald, former Michigan guy, right? And with Baltimore, working with a mobile athletic quarterback. Do those college or pro connections tell us what this team could do at pick number 16 bump, knowing that J.J. McCarthy could be there? Well, it definitely um, leads us to believe that J.J. is on the table at 16. I think he was already on the table at 16. I think, um, but we're waiting to see if there was a connection and what type of direction we could assume the uh, the potential now head coach would go with that pick. So here's the deal with with uh, with McDonald. He's he's been around JJ. He was around JJ when they made it all the way. What was it? The final game they made it to, and then they lost, or was it semis? Anyway, make it to the college football playoff, and he watched JJ work, and he uh, he saw how he worked under center. He saw his leadership, and we always connect a great quarterback with a great head coach. I look at Mike McDonald, and I go, okay, how do you feel about Geno? And are your feelings about J.J. stronger than when you break down the film on Geno? Here's what I do know about Mike McCarthy. Uh, excuse me, Mike McDonald. I know. I'm like, there's so many Mikes now. <laughs> Is that, J.J. Um, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, Mike McDonald. He definitely watched a lot of film on Geno to see, right? Because you have to put yourself in the position as yeah. the head coach yep. if you are interviewing for that job. So he already has an idea of what he wants to do. You know who already has an idea of what he what McDonald wants to do? is John Schneider. They're having these conversations and saying, what would you do? You are the head coach what's your first order of business are you keeping Gino what do you think about this defense they've had these conversations so whatever direction they go in John Schneider obviously is on board Mm -hmm. but obviously he's connected to um to Michigan they're gonna look at JJ and if they do draft JJ I'm not mad I think it's important for a guy to have his guy at the quarterback spot that's why when Kingsbury came in and said you know what Josh Rosen I'm all good on you I'm going with Kyler Murray I go dang that's messed up you just drafted Rosen so high but you need your guy. Live and die with your guy. So they're going to look at it. And they could draft J.J. and still keep Geno. But one thing we do know is we'll know on February 16th exactly what they're going to do with Geno. And that will give us an idea of what they're going to do with J.J. McCarthy. Mel Kuyper Jr., draft expert, very interested in your take on that one. I think J.J. needs them, kind of like Patrick Mahomes did. Sit, watch, and learn. Maybe not the three years like Jordan Love, but maybe for a year. And I'll have that opportunity in Seattle. I thought it was a really good spot. You think about Situation there. New head coach, same GM though, and John Schneider, the team that has a quarterback. But now you get JJ as the heir apparent. I think it's a good spot for JJ McCarthy to gradually develop in the NFL, not have to be the guy right away. He's with you, Bump. He says, Yeah, let him develop behind Gino. Look, I know Gino's cap hit is going to be 31 million. That's higher than it was in 2022, or excuse me, 2023. Uh, however, you're also bringing in a young quarterback, and this is some important news too. Tom Pelissero uh, heads up to the Mac and Jacks text line for letting me know. Seahawks are giving Mike McDo- uh, McDonald a six year deal, locking him in for the long haul. Mike McDonald doesn't have to find his guy right now. He's got time. This is a team that could be in transition for at least another year. All my golfers out there, you ready for this? Oh, God. You got to play the course. You know, sometimes you are just playing the course, okay? And playing the course would be, in this situation, is you already have Gino. You have Gino. 
You don't have to force this young man to get out there and play. This is like a long par five that you know you're not going to get there in two. So what do you do on that second shot, Stacey? You lay up, you give yourself about a buck fifty in and make sure you get on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. That's all you're doing. This is a layup. You lay up with Gino, all right, and you allow this young man to develop. You get on the dance floor and then you two put you get out of there and then you live for the next hole. That's the way I look at JJ McCarthy. I, I go, say look. That. I always say that. I know you say that to me. Actually, that's Stacey's take. I, I took take. that from her. <laughs> um that that's what that's a, a scenario. Okay. I'm also interested to see if the other scenario plays out, which is you draft JJ and Gino's not here on the 16th and, mm-hmm. and you say, this is your squad, let's go get it. But with DK Metcalf, with Tyler Lockett, with JSN, with those tight ends over there, I think it's the right move to let Gino do his thing and let the young man develop behind. Now, they may take that young man who, again, as a former defensive coordinator with Michigan, uh, Mike McDonald is going to have those connections. He's going to know about J.J. He's going to have insight into J.J. Uh, as well, as, you know, John Schneider is always going to be right. looking for his guy, too. He's a quarterback guy himself. Exactly. A really good point. However, a good point from the Mac and Jacks text line, Christian in the 206, I still think it's more likely than not that the defensive coordinator is going to want a brand new shiny toy for his defense first yeah and if i'm calling the shots that's what i'm doing because again i've said this a thousand times i'm so glad we can move on from this after today um you look at the defense the defense needs the most work they need the most work all right the paint on the defense it's all right but it's a little faded in some Mm -hmm. areas it's been sitting outside for a while it's weathered a little bit you know what i'm saying i look at the defense and they need the most help and they need the most help in my opinion, at that linebacker spot right now. You got to support Jay Brooks. You see what you do with Bobby. You see what you do with Devin Bush. You look at the Ravens' defense, man. There's no denying that they might have one of the, if not the best one-two combo at that linebacker spot, but I got to look at Greenlaw and, and Fred Warner and, and give them their props too. So, uh, so yeah, but here's the here's the great thing about it is that you can start from anywhere you, at what with that 16. You could go get a quarterback. It makes sense. Let Geno play for a couple of years. Young men develop. You go defense at number 16. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, defense has struggled last year. You can go offensive line at that spot. Makes sense. This offensive line has struggled. Even though you have Ola with Timmy, you have Anthony Bradford. We see what you do with Damian Lewis. He's a free agent this year. You've already drafted some good tackles. You go quarterback, defense, or offensive line, and I think you're good. I have uh, good news and eh, news. Uh, the good news is that you mentioned, like, God, the middle of the defense, linebackers, like, that's going to be a huge area of need for this team. Patrick Queen, who obviously played on Mike McDonald's defense with Baltimore, is an unrestricted free agent. The eh, news uh, is that his con- uh, calculated market value from Spot Track is eighteen point five. I mean, expensive. Mm-hmm. Expensive. You know mm-hmm. what's cheaper? Go ahead and get you a, a rookie at that number 16 spot. 16 for a linebacker. Young. You go linebacker at 16. I go, I go best defensive player. I want linebacker, but I go best defensive player. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. Keep sending your takes in. Mike McDonald, new head coach for the Seattle Seahawks. If you are just now joining us, the Seahawks have reportedly made their hire. Nothing confirmed by the team just yet. But uh, according to Adam Schefter, who broke the news, the Seahawks plan to hire Mike McDonald as their new head coach. He becomes the youngest head coach in the NFL at just 36 years old. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network reporting that Mike McDonald was given a six-year deal, meaning the Seahawks are locking in their young new head coach for the long haul. So maybe he doesn't have to, uh, you know, jump into a brand new team right away. You got to have a transition period here. He's got, he's going to have a chance. Um, but even though he'll have a transition period, even though he was given that six year deal, it doesn't mean there aren't expectations bump. What is one thing you can say about what the Seahawks have done over the last 14 years? 
um, the culture, and they've won a lot won. of ball games. They're one of the most winningest yep. organizations in the game while Pete Carroll's here. That is exactly right. And it also makes the new head coach face some really tough expectations. I mean, this isn't someone inheriting, uh, you know, a, a uh, one, two, three win Panthers team or someone inheriting a team uh, that doesn't have any weapons whatsoever or that has a culture of losing or a culture of mediocrity. You're coming here to a team that far more often than not has made the playoffs, not just has had decent seasons, has made the playoffs. So what do those expectations look like? It's a conversation we're going to be having later in the show. Think about your answer to that. First, though, I have another big question bump, and you're going to have to help us understand this one. How the heck does a 36-year-old rookie head coach actually build out his coaching staff? You're listening to Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. That is coming up next. Bump and Stacy, Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. The Seahawks have a new head coach, reportedly, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, along with a few other media outlets. They are expected to hire Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald to replace Pete Carroll. They go from the oldest head coach in the NFL to the youngest, Mike McDonald, just 36 years old, oversaw the best scoring defense in the NFL this year. Um, now, we're going to talk about expectations for Mike McDonald's first season coming up in about 15 minutes. Before we get to it, normally at 1045 on Wednesdays, we do Get Off My Lawn, which is my favorite segment of any show on this station, including my own headline rewrite segment because it's so fun. And it is inspired, Bump, uh, in part by you inching ever closer to 40 and joking about becoming ever the more frustrated by things. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what I mean? Just a real get off my lawn mentality. Um, That's not what we're doing here because we're talking about a new hire. Uh, However, uh, I am still going to incorporate that. How does it feel knowing the Seahawks new head coach is younger than you? You, um, we get to my age, you just accept things, you know? (laughs) Hey, this is where the NFL is going. Okay, they're going young, and um, you know it's rare that these younger guys get these opportunities if they aren't extremely impressive. So yes, he's thirty six. He's younger than me, but uh, you look at just all the work that he's put in. He impressed John Schneider. I think most of us here and listening Mm -hmm. trust John Schneider Mm -hmm. and his decision making. So, uh, no, it makes me it makes me feel something. But I accept it. You know, it's all good. You know what? I I totally get that feeling. Uh, There there is definitely that kind of like, wait, he was born when? I mean, (laughs) he's doing what now? (laughs) But um, his age is a factor here. And it's not just for me to. Uh, to tease anyone it's also very importantly because how the heck does a 36 year old rookie head coach build out a coaching staff where do you even start right um you obviously you have to look at the guys who are with you with the Ravens now um the team has to give a guy permission to make a lateral move right if you had a coordinator and he was interviewing for a head coach job you're making a move up you're good to go so the first place you look at it if um if you are Mike McDonald's is you got to look at like the assistant assistant coaches as well all right the, the first place I'm looking at I'm looking at Keith Williams he's an assistant wide receiver coach for the Baltimore Ravens he has some college experience as well he was a wide receiver coach with Nebraska I just so happened to be following this dude on on Instagram for like the last eight years or whatnot. Mm-hmm. As a receiver guy myself, I've watched his training, how he communicates with guys. He's worked with uh, Devontae Adams and a whole bunch of other guys. Um, he is going to be 
a receiver coach one day in this league. So why not go and get him now? And then I look like a guy, I look at a guy like Travis Switzer, right? Seven seasons with the Ravens. He's been a quality control coach and a coaching analyst. He's a quarterback type of guy. You see him leaning towards offense to start because you got to make sure that the things that Munkin was doing with the Ravens that you like are going to be reflected over here with the Seahawks. Just don't get into the NFC Championship game and run the ball only 16 times if you have a run game going. Now, you look at the older experienced guys like T. Martin over there. He's a quarterback's coach. Now, he's got experience. His real, uh, I would say... Uh, his uh, his uh, what he specializes in would be receiver play, right? He's helped uh, Juju Smith-Schuster over there with USC, uh, Randall Cobb as well. But if you're a wide receiver guy, you can be a quarterback guy as well. Um, especially in the NFL because you're not so much tweaking guys' mechanics anymore. It's like, okay, this is what we're reading. We're going one to two to three. We're going left to right, inside out. Here's your protection. If you know the pass game, you know how to protect your quarterback. You know how to get your guys open. So I'm looking at him. Um, here's a name. Here, here's, a, here's a crazy scenario, okay? Now, I mentioned that guys need permission to make lateral moves. Mm-hmm. There was a guy with the Washington Commanders who was not interviewed for that head coach job who was an offensive coordinator. Oh. If I am McDonald, I'm looking at Eric Bieniemy and saying, look, come over here with me. Now you got to ask permission. How much are they trying to change things over there with the Commanders with Ron Rivera being out? He's the one who hired Eric Bieniemy. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, if I'm Mike McDonald, I'm asking the Commanders for permission so he can make this lateral move and help this young guy out. I think um, he would have more say in what this offense is doing over there. So those are the guys I will look at. Keith Williams, who uh, who's the assistant wide receiver coach, spent some time with Nebraska. Guy is a is a, a great trainer. Travis Switzer, who's been with this organization for seven years. He's been a quality control guy. He's been a coaching analysis guy. You got T. Martin, who has been who is the assistant quarterback coach. He's worked in college at USC, a couple other spots, Kentucky as well. Mm-hmm. And then this the crazy pipe dream that I have is saying, go ahead and talk to Eric Bieniemy and uh, see if you can get him over here to the West. Absolutely amazing. Two things I want to add on to this related to what Bump has said. One is going to be flipped back for a question for you, Bump, the second one. So the first is, as Bump said, you have to ask permission for some of these lateral moves for guys. So I've seen a lot of people on the Mac and Jack's text line, understandably, just as I am also wondering, say, hey, would like, you know, Ejero Evero with the the Panthers be a good DC? Could Mike Kafka still be brought in as OC? So some of these teams actually bar their uh, coaching staff members from doing lateral moves and so you can't bar someone from getting a promotion somewhere else mm-hmm. so you can't say hey uh, Kafka you can't go be head coach somewhere you obviously that's you cannot do that however you can say you can't take the same job there where you're yeah. under contract with us so it's it's going to be a little tricky I know that your mind my mind naturally goes to like dream team style coaching staff where it's like bring in everyone you were going to hire as head coach bring them all all in as coordinators but that's a little tricky just a heads up you may not hear names that you're already familiar with Uh, the second thing is uh, a a question posed and I'll throw it back your way after I tell you my theory Um, uh, from the Mac and Jack's text line that says hey look you know, one thing that gives me pause is John Schneider's made it clear that he has a say over coaching staff. Maybe that's the only way they could bring in a younger guy. Now, Bump, I do want to hear about what you think about that. But first, my understanding about this was John Schneider would have a say because there's now no shared power with Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. And also because what was one of the biggest critiques about Pete Carroll? Way too loyal to guys that weren't working out. So that's not going to happen anymore. No, and then... 
P being way too loyal to guys who weren't working out, that's not a position McDonald's in either because exactly. everybody coming here is going to be fresh. Even yes. if you're coming over from the Ravens, it's like, okay, you're not going to get a guy mm-hmm. making a lateral move for the most part unless the Ravens allow it. You're going to hire guys who are the assistant to the assistant who are looking to make their way up, You know, who are on the same mission that uh, a Mike McDonald is on. But um, with John Schneider having heavy influence on the coaching staff, I think that it's – it's presented that way, but there's no way he's not going to sit down with Mike and get his feedback. What type of guy are you looking for at this position? Uh, what are your thoughts with uh, the scheme of this position? What type of player are you looking for uh, at this position? Can that type of player um, uh, sync up with this type of coach? There's so many conversations that are going to happen. John Schneider is going to have the final say, obviously, mm-hmm. especially with a first-time head coach, 36 years old. He's going to need some guidance. Yes, he's he's built up his resume and put himself in a great position, and I feel like he's going to do great things over here. But everyone needs to be supported, and that's what John Schneider is here for. He's done a great job evaluating quarterbacks. He can help with J.J. McCarthy. McDonald can help him with J.J. McCarthy. But it's about John supporting him and using the 14 years of being a GM in this league to help a guy who's being a head coach for the first time. The Seahawks have a new head coach, Mike McDonald, former defensive coordinator for the Ravens, now reportedly head coach for the Seattle Seahawks, waiting on confirmation from the team about that one, but widely reported from several NFL media outlets. What are the expectations for Seattle's new newest head coach and the NFL's youngest head coach. Text in your answers to the Mac and Jack's text line 866-979-3776. Coming up next.